Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. Today is January 25th, 2023, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there, everybody. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host, fighting with a new laptop that I just bought, but I think everything's going to be okay, and I think we're going to have a good show. Uh, by the way, I hope everything looks nice and clear with my new camera that my daughter bought me. Yes, I am still rocking my New York Giants gear, even though we got our lunch money taken by the Eagles this past weekend. <laughs> I know you took a little bit at the gym, didn't you? Yeah, I took a little bit. I was I was giving everybody their credit. I'm 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 you know I'm humble when I win. I'm respectful when I lose. You know, it's the only way to be. It's the only way to be, you know. It's the only way to be, man. I I got Eagle fans like texting me stuff and, and all of this stuff. I'm like, uh, that's part of being an Eagle fan. Rubbing it in is part of being an Eagle fan, and I kind of understand why. It was a long span of time when they were the only team in the division that didn't have a Super Bowl, so they took a lot of lot a lot of trash talk. I get it. I understand. Yeah, this guy, this guy posted something today about there is no Super Bowl trophy. He said there is no this, and he's naming, and he goes back and starts naming all the championships that were won by the Eagles and all of this stuff. <laughs> like, should never gonna, go today. I was going to respond, but I was like, man, I ain't wasting my time on that knucklehead. <laughs> If you're an Eagles fan, you should never go to that because as soon as I say, well, the Giants got four Super Bowls, oh, that's old. Okay? So don't bring up your old stuff. Right, exactly. Now don't do not do that. You can't have it both ways. You know, and, and that's what they try to say, even about the Niners, you know, and obviously yeah, sure. time, uh, yeah, okay, but that's part of the legacy, you know? That's, right. that's what the legacy right. is about, you know? And the legacy is about the quest for six right now. And, uh, you know, so I'm just chilling, man. I mean, let's face it. You know, we're waiting for Purdy to be Purdy and do his thing. I still got my my tag up, though. I made it into a hashtag. What? Fear the Purdy. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff, man? This is crazy. You could better than that. I think it's hilarious, to be quite honest. It's just, I mean, it don't even sound like something you should fear, you know, fear the Purdy. <laughs> I like hashtag he's Purdy good. Well, but that's an easy. Yeah, it's easy. I like everybody's easy. jumping on Purdy. He's pretty good. He's pretty, you know. But fear the Purdy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Made me lose my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of fun with that. Had a lot of fun uh, with that, man. So, uh, how'd you do last week? Well, sir, it was four games. I was correct on three of them. I was incorrect on the Giants, obviously, and I went against the bias once and was correct on that one. That would have been the Bengals game. Well, that was the one game that I wasn't correct on. Okay. You know? um, let's face it. Um, we'll talk about the numbers in a minute, but as you know, uh, we do the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports, which utilizes the Net Point Rankings for matchups. And the Bills had been pretty much number one all year. So it's pretty hard in any matchup, um, you know, they're going to be the fa 
excuse me, the favorites. So um, sure, sure. It's obvious that the buys would go their way because they had the numbers to back them up. They had the numbers to back them up. So speaking of numbers, today will be a very short and efficient show. We don't have a lot of games. We only got the two. It's going to be Championship Sunday. The Niners will be the first game, and the Chiefs-Bengals will be the second game. That's a 3 and a 6.30 uh, start time for those two games. And so let's take a look at the rankings. So as you can see, Ben, we only did the top half of the rankings. We didn't do the bottom half because none of those guys are in any playoffs. Okay. And the only reason we did the second quartile is because we got a team that's in the championship game in that second quartile. And that's over in the uh, APA. Well, again, let's look at the headings. You got ranked teams. ANP is average net points. APF is average points for APA, average points against, and ATOD, average turnover differential. So these are the crucial stats as far as we see them. And we see that Kansas City is coming in 16th in average points against, allowing 21.6 points per game tied with Tampa Bay, as a matter of fact. And then over an average turnover differential, we see Kansas City again at 14th, Ranking at negative 0.1. So there's your uh, there's your Kansas City Chiefs. They're the only team that is down in the second quartile in any category. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Before we move to the next one, anything on this? So if if there's anything you want to be afraid of about the Chiefs, which I know a lot of people aren't. Everybody's beginning to talk about the Chiefs as being able to go on and get their second Super Bowl win. This would be something to be a little leery of. Uh, not so much the turnover differential because they're basically breaking even. They're almost at zero, 0 0.1, negative 0 0.1. So they're, they're barely fractionally giving up more than they're taking away. I, I, I wouldn't even count that. But in the average points against, giving up 21.6 points per game on average does not look good. Now, I will say this. In my uh, expectations of teams that are best suited to win a Super Bowl title, the end of the season and this playoff run shows who the hottest teams are. There are teams who may not have played their best ball during the season, but get hot at the right time. My Giants have done it twice, gotten hot at the right time after mediocre to pretty good seasons and gone all the way. Kansas City looks like they're primed to be that type of team, which may negate their lack of being able to hold teams back from scoring. Okay. That's it may. It may negate it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's see what we have here. Let's go to the first quartile. And so here we are. You'll see a lot more green. These are all – this is all the teams that are in the playoffs in the championship. 
And starting on the left for average net points, you see my beloved San Francisco 49ers in first place, mm. averaging 10.4 points per game. Those Philadelphia Eagles are coming in second place at 9.1. And with that loss, the Buffalo Bills finally gave up that first place spot and dropped to third, allowed, um, averaging plus 8.6. And again, remember average, excuse me, net points and turnover differential, which is another net number, can both go positive and negative. Again, these are all positive numbers. Buffalo coming in third, uh, Kansas City coming in fourth at 7.4, plus 7.4 net points per game, then Dallas, then Cincinnati coming in at 6.7 points per game. So through the sixth place, you have your four uh, teams that will compete in the conference championships. As we move over to the scoring side, first place still, Kansas City Chiefs averaging 29.1 points per game. Philadelphia in second place averaging 28.6 points per game. There you have Buffalo and Dallas in third and fourth place. And then San Francisco comes in at 26.8 points per game. Uh, Cincinnati then comes in at 26.1 points per game. So there you go with that um, as far as scoring is concerned. Defensively, San Francisco comes in first. They've been there for a few weeks now, allowing 16.4 points per game. Cincinnati is coming in in fifth place, allowing 19.4 points per game. Yes, we jumped over to Jets, Baltimore, and Buffalo. They are all out. And then in sixth place in defense, is the Philadelphia Eagles allowing 19.5 points per game. And then in the last column, average turnover differential, San Francisco comes in again in first place, averaging plus 0 0.8 turnover differential. Uh, Philly's coming in in fourth place, averaging 0 0.5, and Cincinnati's coming in in fifth place at 0 0.4. Now, what I'm going to do, Ben, is I'm going to go to the next chart. It's going to be a little smaller, so if you need me to go back and forth, let me know. Okay. But what I wanted to do is kind of give a bigger picture as far as where everybody actually stands so that you can kind of see where Kansas City's falling relative to everybody else in terms of their defense and their turnover differential. Okay. And so that's sort of the big picture, one through 16. You see Kansas City down in the lower end on both points allowed and turnover differential. And then you see where the rest of the teams are. And you can see where all those other teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs were better than them in average points against and in turnover differential. Just um, for some perspective, no Kansas City hate. It's all about the numbers. All about the numbers. What they say, no opinion, no conjecture. It's still right. in their power rankings. It's straight numbers. These are the numbers that we've tracked all season long, and this is what we utilize to go by. So any final mention on the net point power rankings? Well, <laughs> if you ask me, we're, we're 
this is conference championship weekend. There's only one more weekend to go after this, and that is Super Bowl weekend. So if I looked at these numbers, if somebody said, hey, Ben, look at these numbers right now and tell me who's going to play who in the Super Bowl, I would say the NFC champ will be the San Francisco 49ers, and the AFC champ I'm still not sure about because I'm glad you said that. I'm glad. Yes. Yes. This is just looking at the numbers and I can't be sure because the chiefs are number four and number one in two categories. And the Cincinnati Bengals are number six, number five and number five in three categories. So if I say Cincinnati is in all four categories in the top eight, top 10, top eight, whatever you want to call it. And Kansas City is only in three. And you put a gun to my head, I'm calling the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Which would be a classic rematch in the Super Bowl, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Bengals took uh, – they took more than one Super Bowl loss to the Niners, didn't they? Yes, they did. That's – wow. Talk about karma. Talk about karma. Woo. Mm, I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and let me say, for your Giants, congratulations. I hear Brian Daybolt is now listed as one of the potential coaches of the year for his job that he's done with the Giants. Yes, and I think it would be well-deserved. I hope he gets it officially. I don't know. I haven't heard yet. Uh, NFL Honors is going to be on, I think, this weekend, where they're going to give out all the awards. Um, that will be a, a, a fun show to watch. But, yes, I'm very happy with the way that our season went I'm not happy about how it ended, but I'm happy about the way that it went. We had a lot of success, a lot of improvement. Dayball has proven himself to be a really good coach and not just what he's done with the Giants as a whole, but specifically what he's done with Daniel Jones, which kind of mirrors what he did with Josh Allen, just not to as great an extent because obviously the entire Bills team was a better team as a whole to for Dayball to work with than the Giants are now talent-wise. However, the improvement that Josh Allen showed under Dayball as his OC is the same kind of improvement that Daniel Jones has shown with Dayball as his head coach and OC. Okay, not to mention, since Dayball's been gone, Josh Allen, I believe, led the league in turnovers. Ooh, or at least the AFC. So his turnover numbers, they tracked his turnovers numbers uh, before and after Dayball, and they definitely were better with Dayball. There's a distinct difference, so much so that you can't ignore it. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, all right, you ready to get to the matchups? I'm ready. All right, Benny. So let's get started with the bias plus reports for the NFL Conference Championships. Ah, yes. You got to love it. You got to love it, man.
this is probably the best football weekend ever. These games rival the Super Bowl for excitement, intrigue, everything. Well, starting with the first game, the 49ers coming into Philadelphia to meet the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles have been hot. Jalen Hurts has been hot. However, the Bosch score of 2.5 favors the 49ers because they've been hotter longer, especially under the leadership of one Brock Purdy, which is the surprise of the season, the surprise of the year. And the only person that they seem to be able to compare him to is Kurt Warner, who came in as a guy who had never gone into a championship like that and the Super Bowl and then actually won it. Wow. So that's what they're kind of talking about right now. Pretty good company. Yes, definitely very good company. Definitely very good company. So there you go. Two and a half points favors the 49ers. And I don't think they're afraid to come into uh, the Philadelphia Stadium one bit. I don't think so either because they just went into Dallas and into Jerry world and had no problem. Really? Some people, I'll tell you this, you know, this is that type of year. Not only do fans really latch onto their teams and really talk good about them, but when other people talk bad about your team for whatever reason, anything they can find to tear you down or, or be negative about, they will do. So the whole thing was, especially living in Philadelphia, Niners are supposed to be so good. Dallas sucks. Doesn't matter how good Dallas plays. Dallas sucks. So therefore, if the Niners don't blow Dallas out, it wasn't a successful trip. But guess what? It was. It wasn't a blowout, but the defense was dominant. And the offense was very efficient. And the Niners won their 12th game in a row. Talk about getting hot at the right time. The Niners are hot at the right time. They had 29 pass attempts by Brock Purdy, 32 total rushing attempts. That's that offensive balance that I'm always talking about. That's important to me. 25 passes, 32 rushes. One touchdown on the ground by Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Gold kicked four field goals, four for four. Those are all successful scoring drives. Boom. That was enough to close out the Cowboys. After shutting down Dallas's run game and forcing Dak to try and beat them through the air, the defense recorded two interceptions. That's all they needed. That's really all they needed. Um, now, unfortunately, my Giants fell to the division rival Philadelphia Eagles, and they fell really hard. Very unfortunate. I did not enjoy watching the game. It hurt me very badly. The Eagles totally dominated. I mean, totally, 100% dominated the first half of the game, and then they just coasted the rest away for 38-7 victory. Boston Scott scoring touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell is out rushing everybody. It was unbelievable. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdown passes. He ran for a score. All of that was in the first half. And the defense, which led the league in sacks, took Daniel Jones down five times. They looked really strong, bro. The Eagles look really strong. And they're really scary offensively. And we don't have Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury to talk about anymore. He proved that's not bothering him at all. If there's anything for Eagle fans to be worried about as far as the team coming in full strength, 
There's a little something going on with A.J. Brown's lower body. I don't know if it's a hamstring, a knee tweak, or something like that. So keep an eye on that. Um, other than that, I will say this is going to be a hard-fought game. I hope it's a very exciting and high-flying, high-scoring affair, but it may not be because the Eagles' defense has been playing well, and as far as I'm concerned, the Niners' defense, hands down, is the best in the league. I'm going to go with the Niners in this one to win this game. Oh, wow. Going with the bias, going with the yes. Niners. Well, let me say a, a couple things. First and foremost, um, I think that they're very, they're obviously very evenly matched. If you've got a bias plus score of less than a field goal, yep. that means they're pretty closely matched. Yep. Um, our offense versus their defense, uh, again, and I, you know, and I will say this much about our friend uh, Mark Russell. He said it's about the line of scrimmage, and I, and I agree with him to a large. Yes, he, he's he's right. The Niners need to get their run game going, and I think that they can. I'm personally looking for Mitchell to be a big part of it because he brings power to the run game. Uh, the skill that McCaffrey has is matched by he, he's kind of like Kelsey. He's real slippery, you know. He gets a lot of extra yards after contact. Yes. He's not exactly the power guy, you know what I mean? Um, uh, his thing is quickness. Exactly. He gets the hole so quickly. He gets in and out of the hole and into your secondary so quickly. And let uh, me tell you something. I've been, you know, I've been running, you know, I'm the Madden guy. You're the fantasy guy. I've been running with, with the Niners. And the great thing about McCaffrey is his hands. You can you can put him oh. out there and throw deep like he's a wide out. And, and you he don't can lose really, anything. He'll catch it. He will catch it. You know what I mean? So that that's one. Um, two, the second thing is how does our defense handle Jalen Hurts? But first of all, in our division, we also have Ky, uh, uh, Kyler Murray, who's another Correct. dual Correct. threat. So it's not like we're, we're – excuse me, it's not like we don't see that type of quarterback uh, Jalen's is Jalen is very accomplished, no doubt about it. Um, but Ben, remember when we were coaching, and we were coaching against teams that had the running quarterback back in the day. Yes. And what did we tell our 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 players? See that quarterback thing? Hit that guy every chance you get. Oh right. Um... If I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this might have been a different situation. I think we played a team or two that ran kind of an option. Yes. And we made sure that the quarterback got hit on every single play. Yes. Whether he carried the ball or he didn't. Yes. Had somebody assigned to get the quarterback. Forget everybody else. Yep. You get the – yeah, I remember. I remember. So that – and and hopefully um, – Bosa will be under control in his rush. And as long yeah, as because he, he's their key. Yes. If Bosa stays under control, uh, then then we should be able to contain Hertz. And, and that's what has to happen. Um, and last thing I want to say, Ben, there's a there's a a, a quote from one of my favorite um movies. 
He used they when they used to ransack the villages, right? He used to say, I love to hear the lamentations of the women. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. (laughs) What? The lamentations. When they would go in there and they burn. And you know, I thought about that when the Bengals beat the Bills. Right. Talk about quieting a whole stadium. Yes. Yes. Sending everybody home brokenhearted. Yes. Oh my God. This would be, this would be just, and I'll just walk around not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Just walk around just looking at them. Just looking at them. I don't have to say anything. But it's going to be a dog fight. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. It's going to be a great game. Um, I know our friends, uh uh the Clements have tickets now. They've called in all the old Eagles to come yeah. in and be part of the hype and you know, for for it. And, I wonder if they're uh, going to have a halftime ceremony. Are they? No, I said I wonder. Oh, no. I think they're going to do all, the, all this before the game starts. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. You know, get everybody well, All the guys from the 2017 Super Bowl team. Right. I think that's what that's cool. do. Yeah, know? that's cool. Yeah, it, 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 you know, hey, just do what you got to do. That's what, I told, that's what I told Steve. I said, do what you got to do. That's when he told me I was way too cool. <laughs> he got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, believe me. That kind of stuff doesn't affect the players. You, you know what I mean? They, they could care. That's less. for the fans. And and the one guy I think that that can make a, the, one of the biggest difference here is, is our middle linebacker uh, Warner. I mean, he is just he, he he's an X factor that I don't think anybody has really can really account for. You know, and we shall yeah. see how this all works out. So. 49ers at Eagles, bias plus score 2.5, favors the 49ers. Ben's going with the bias, going with the Niners. All right, what's next? Bengals at Chiefs, bias plus. And I emphasize the plus score 1.3, favors the Bengals. Mm. The Bengals, Benny. And remember when you was talking about that turnover differential? Yes. It made all of the difference here. Because what happens with the turnover differential, especially when you include the Pythagorean calculation, converts turnovers to points. Well, the average turnover differential for the Bengals was 0.5. Okay. That's a positive 0.5. Right. The average turnover differential for the Chiefs is a negative 0.1, which puts that at uh, 0.6 turnover differential favoring the Bengals. The Chiefs were only 0.7 net points favored. But if you multiply 6 times 4, you get... uh, 2.4. 2.4. There you go. Which is more than 0. 0.7. Right. Ergo, Bengals have the bias plus at 1.3. Yes, sir. And that defense is hungry. And that defense is hungry. And Burroughs is cool as a cucumber. That is true. I compared Bro- uh, Brock Purdy's demeanor to that of Burroughs. His confidence to that of Burrow. 
So based on what I'm saying here, we might have a rematch of that classic, of the two classic Super Bowls between Cincinnati and the 49ers. Oh, 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 slow down there, brother. You making a prediction? Well, I'm just going by what the not what the bias <laughs> based on the bias, you have that possibility. Well, yeah, we we did agree that the numbers look that way, and they do once you did the calculations, they do in fact look that way. Um, let's just say this. Uh, after the decision to cancel the regular season game between Cincinnati and Buffalo that was postponed after the DeMar Hamlin cardiac episode, the NFL determined that if Buffalo won the playoff game between these two teams, that they would play the conference championship at a neutral site. That also would be determined by Kansas City winning also. I think they kind of took that for granted. So that had already been determined, okay? That neutral site was supposed to be the Superdome. And like I said, it, it, it all depended on if Buffalo beat Cincinnati and Kansas City also won. It turns out there were 50,000 some odd tickets, a little more, a little less than 50,000 tickets already sold for the game, which the Bengals found very, very disrespectful. 50,000 50, tickets already sold for that game before the Bengals even got to Buffalo. Ugh, the horror. After the Bengals... After the Bengals' victory, quarterback Joe Burrow said, better send those refunds. <laughs> Joe Cool. Again, he led a balanced offense, which I love. 23 pass completions on 36 pass attempts. Two of them went for touchdowns. 34 total rushing attempts. That's 34 rushes against 36 passes. Can't get much more balanced than that. 20 of those rush attempts were for 105 yards and a touchdown by Joe Mixon. Big day for Joe Mixon, by the way, who kind of got slowed down a little bit uh, in, the, in the week before. Uh, the defense harassed Josh Allen in the 25 and 42 passing, which is pretty bad. Only 256 yards, no passing TDs, and no one intercept and, and only and, and one interception. Now, I've been in discussions and arguments over the last couple of weeks, as have several other people on Facebook. I know my man Chief, who has a little show that he does with his buddies on Facebook. They've been going back and forth with this Josh Allen thing. Yes, Josh Allen is a really good quarterback. Some people will call him a great quarterback right now. Some people put him in the elite category. But the Cincinnati defense did a number on this guy this week. They were very prepared. Their defensive coordinator, whose name escapes me right now, has done an excellent job coming down the stretch, especially against some really good teams, and especially against Buffalo last week. Zach Taylor, their head coach, who also, I believe, calls the offensive plays for Joe Burrow, doesn't get nearly enough recognition. So I'm going to make sure that I mention his name because that's a name that you don't hear a lot on television. So, yes, Zach Taylor, you've done an excellent job. Um, Lou Anaromo, Lou Anaromo, yes, yes, and it's funny. I was, and I'm getting ready to talk about the Chiefs, so I'm going to start off with this. 
I saw a press conference here about 15 to 20 minutes before we actually set up to start the show. I watched Patrick Mahomes talk and I watched Andy Reid talk and they both brought up his name as being a really, really tough DC. Okay, this guy knows his stuff. He's a master, as Mahomes said, he's a master of showing you the same setup but running a different scheme off of it. So you never know what you're going to get pre-snap. You have to pick it up post-snap as guys rotate into different coverages. So that's 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 a good thing to have from your DC. It's also a good thing to have players that can execute that type of defense. So that's something to look out for. So now let's talk about the Chiefs. So they beat the Jaguars. They advanced to the AFC Championship game. But the biggest news of the day was Patrick Mahomes' angle injury. He did get replaced in the first half by Chad Henney. They had to run him. They had to force him to go into the locker room to get x-rays. X-rays came back negative. I don't know what they did to him. I don't want to speculate. I'm assuming some tape was involved. If anything else was involved, I don't know. Okay. But he was able to come back and he was able to finish out the game. He was hobbled a bit. He was limping. Yesterday, I believe he was seen on crutches. Today, they said he came into his press game, uh, uh, press conference without a walking boot, stepped up onto the stage, walked his seat, sat down, got up out of his seat, walked back, stepped down, no limp, no walking boot. He says he's ready. Andy Reid says he's ready. So I believe he's ready. Unfortunately, for the Chiefs, I don't think their defense is ready for Joe Cool. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, they actually had video of him in practice, and he was doing a little bit of skipping and a little bit of this and a little sure, bit of that. He's going to be careful. So he'll be careful, but uh, he's going to be going. It's, it's a go for, for, for Mahomes, no doubt about it, man. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, interesting because the last the, – in, in these last few games – Probably Hurts and Josh Allen were the two best um, running style quarterbacks left. And dual threat. Dual threats. Thank you. And the Bengals didn't have a problem with that at all. They they pretty much handled you know any possibility of uh, Josh Allen doing a lot of running. So it's going to be very interesting. I don't think weather is going to be an issue. Um, I do think it's going to be a great. Coaching matchup. Go ahead. I, I have one more thing to say about the Bengals that I, I just have to say it, and I hope everybody knows this. And they, they did talk about it on TV, so so people should be aware. They came into this game with three of their starters out on the offensive line, three of five starters. Those three backups were stellar. Stellar. They were. They were, stellar. They were especially stellar in the run game. They got mixing off, man. They were they were opening up big holes, but they held up in the passing game too. You would have I, never known they were backups. I, right, that's my point. They were backups. Never so knew. so now you're looking at a Bengals team not only that has back, <laughs> they got depth. Before they were hurting. Before last year they made it to the Super Bowl with guys that they put together with spit and bubble gum. <laughs> now they got depth. Yeah, 
scary. Yes, it is scary. They're a very good team. They're a very good team. And uh, all right. So bias plus score, 1.3 favors the Bengals. Ben is going with the bias, going with the Bengals. You going with the bias in both games? Yes, sir. Very interesting. Very Hard to fight the numbers at this point. Yeah, the numbers are what they were, you know. Numbers are what they were. I actually, uh, my Facebook brought back the uh, post that I did back when the Eagles played the Patriots and Nick Foles was the quarterback. Okay. And the interesting thing on that day was that the net point rankings for both the Patriots and the Eagles was the same. Wow. <laughs> and so my whole my whole blog that I wrote on that was all based around the fact that I thought the Eagles had a good shot because I felt like if one thing that Nick Foles could do great was run RPOs. And I didn't think that the Patriots were going to be ready for the RPO game. Okay. Strangely enough, so... Here we got the Bengals at the Chiefs. We have a, a slightly gimpy Pat Mahomes. The Bengals, however, are favored because the turnover differential changed everything uh, in their favor. And although the Chiefs are the number one scoring, they had the greatest what we call ranking differential mm. between their offense and their defense. Mm. So their net points uh, was a little bit ahead of the Bengals, but they're Turnover differential definitely is going to be something that we have to keep an eye on because that's going to make the difference. But one thing, just to go quickly back to the Niners, and I think I didn't have a chance to say this, in the back of my mind, there's one stat. I'm kind of still leaning on it, and that is that the teams that play the, the Niners pretty much lose the following week because that's oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the type of physicality that they bring um, with their game. So we shall see. And I remember us saying that the the, the Eagles were a little light in the, the keister. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang uh, with with the power game. We shall see how we'll, that works. We'll out. find out. We'll find out. This is their chance to prove that they are the great all around team that everybody claims them to be. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about the schedule and they didn't play anybody and all that stuff. I think that's bunk anyway, because let's face it, when they start talking about who has a weak schedule and who has a strong schedule, they always do that at the beginning of the season. That don't count. By the end of the season, you find out this team wasn't who you thought they were. And that team is exactly who you thought they were. So it's all different. It's all, it's all, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. My thing is the eye test. What do you do against a team that day when you're on the field with them or a similar team or a team with similar schemes and how you produce or not produce against them? That's what I'm looking for. So, but the fact that you hear every week how good a tackling team the 49ers are and you hear, not every week, but pretty often about how not good a tackling team the Eagles are. And I know Eagle fans are going to act like they never heard that before, but I did. <laughs> okay, it's been said. We'll see. Well, Benny, once we've done the games, there's usually just one other thing to do. What could that oh. be? 
the 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 buster. <laughs> we have a bias buster. Cincinnati Bengals. I picked them. Buster of the week. I picked them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. They were like, uh, they were they had an unfavorable bias plus score of two, but they won by plus seventeen, giving them a bias plus Buster score of nineteen. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bias plus Buster of the week. And oh, I know what it was I meant to mention to you. You know, I could see why when the Niners played the Cowboys, the Cowboys fans were very confident because of how much of a big win they had against Tampa Bay. Right. And then we proved that that meant nothing. What was that? Well, when we played the when we played the Cowboys, the fact that they beat the Bucks meant nothing in that game. Oh, no, of course not. And I think the Eagles might be Eagle fans might be guilty of the same thing with the way that the Eagles were able to beat the Giants. And they think that's going to carry over to the next week. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't think uh it's, it's a little it's, little false sense of security for them. A bit of a false sense of security. But we threw that in on top of the Bengals. We don't want to take away from their shine in this particular situation. So congratulations. Good to job. Cincinnati. To the Super Bowl bound. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to them. Wow, that's crazy, Benny. All right. We're going to finish up with a couple things from our social media site. All right, Benny. So we're at the uh, Ben and Barry on Facebook page. And we just want to share a couple things here. We want to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for being in their fifth straight AFC championship. That's no small feat. That is no small feat at all. And uh, But yet they did it. So congratulations to them on that. Anything on that? I was trying to figure out so the, the the Kansas City Chiefs have been five straight AFC championships. For some strange reason in my head, I think that when Andy Reid was in Philadelphia, the Eagles made it to five, if not necessarily five straight NFC championships. And I was trying to find it. Uh, Eagles are three and four in NFC championship games, beating the Cowboys at home in 1980, losing to the Rams and then the Buccaneers and the Panthers at home in 01, 02, and 03. So that was three in a row. Beat the Falcons in 04, right. And he lost the Cardinals in 08. So Andy Reid had the Eagles in four straight NFC championships. He now has the Chiefs in five straight AFC championships. Kudos to Andy Reid. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt about it. Your boy, New York That's cornerback Sauce Gardner, the first rookie to earn AP NFL All-Pro honors since 1981. Wow. Since 19, and you know, Benny, you and I 
could give a darn about the the Pro Bowl. Right. It's all about being an all pro as far as I'm concerned. I yes. Anything for you. That's what real all pro is the real award. It's the real award. And so when you make all pro honors, you've done something. And we saw the Jets up there, high up there in the rankings on defense. Yep. So it was play like that that had them there. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they grow next year, especially if they get their quarterback situation together. Sauce Island. Sauce. Oh, my God. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sauce Island. <laughs> well, they did have a guy who had his own island before. so That's no, right. No doubt about it. It's been done at New York. New York Jets, the only team I've ever had a member of the family belong to. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Congratulations to them on that. Some sad news came out of Buffalo. Uh, Thurman Thomas lost his i think it was his mother-in-law oh really right before the game yeah yeah so you know again our hashtag is football is life so you know the good and the bad that all comes with it that's all a part of it but uh you know condolences go out to the family of thurman thomas family friends of thurman thomas Rookie quarterbacks to lead their team to conference championships. Interesting list here. King. What was his first name? Oh, I remember him. Sean. Sean King. Sean King. Okay. Right. Big Ben from the Steelers. Flacco with the Ravens. Sanchez with the Jets. And now Purdy with the Niners. So Purdy is just hanging with the with the with the heavyweights, with all the historic heavyweights, even though I wouldn't call well, two of them I wouldn't call heavyweights, but they made it that far. You gotta get Yeah, it. I, I I forgot Flacco was a, a rookie. Ever. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, he's been he's been around so long, I just assumed he had been there a few years. No. Before that happened. I remember Big Ben though. Because yeah. people were saying how good he was, and then the other people were saying, you know, well, he's he's on a great team. <coughs> Excuse it's me. It's always going to take a great team. They you got baddest. They got championship unless yeah. it's a great team. Sure, yeah. So, no doubt about it. So, congratulations there. The updated Super Bowl eyes as of the 23rd when I posted this. San Francisco had the worst odds at plus 280, just ahead of them with the Eagles at 270, Cincinnati Bengals at plus 260, and the Chiefs had the best odds at plus 250 based on bet MGM odds. So, yeah, well, we'll see. They'll probably change by game. Oh, absolutely. I like our numbers better, though. I like our numbers too. Yes, I definitely do. So thanks for following. Please leave comments and suggestions. Hashtag football is life. Ben and Barry on football. Ben. Yes, sir. Final words from you. Go (laughs) Knowles.